All right, here today we have Lynn Marie mm -hmm. and uh, Lynn Marie Lane. Yes, right. that's me. It's quite the name. So, thank you for joining. We uh, we met at one of the uh, Universal Souls events, um, which uh, Joel, who's actually Joel, was on the uh, the podcast a few weeks ago. Cool. Um, and we got love to learn Joel. learn about his story, about how he grew to love running. Um, so, you know. With the podcast, we try to interview artists, we try mm -hmm. to interview uh, chefs, but also at least a third of the time it's, uh, you know, fitness related, trying to motivate more people to live an active lifestyle. Cool. So running and yoga are pretty key to that. I mean, there's definitely boxing and, and basketball and, you know, all the sports teams and stuff come into that too, but running is such a um, kind of healing thing that um, is kind of... You know, it's one of my greatest joys, so that's why I like to get to know the running community more and more. And yeah, so, so Lynn Marie, what, uh, we usually start, it's kind of like a biography every time. So where were you born? Actually, I was born in New Jersey, but early on in my life, when I was five, we moved to a suburb of Cleveland called Hudson, Ohio. Um, and I pretty much grew up there. And uh, that's basically where I started, you know, running and being active. Um, I started running really early on. I was in high school. I was very active in sports in high school. I played field hockey, soccer. I was a, a great, I was a ski instructor. I was always really busy, but I think for me in the summertime, just to stay fit and active, I would run. And you know, this was back in the eighties. So this was, I'm, I just turned 50. So this was a long time ago. People weren't running like they are today where, you know, it's common to meet people who run, who've ran a marathon. When I started running, no one had even dreamt of running a marathon that I knew. So I would start running and I would run around my neighborhood. And this is back also in the day where they didn't have tech fabrics either. So you cotton t-shirt, you know, ridiculously, you know, over cotton shorts and all this other stuff. And running shoes were starting to get, you know, pretty technical at that point. So I ran through high school and then I started to continue to run through college where I went to college in South, um, Western uh, Ohio called Miami of Ohio and I would you know just to de-stress and just to get away from things I would run like nine miles on a Sunday you know through the campus around the pretty town of Oxford where Miami of Ohio was I just kept at it and then um, I guess I didn't get serious about running until I was in my early 20s after I graduated I moved to New York City and I did a New York City marathon in 1995 and I, my friends thought I was going to die. They were like, I can't believe you're going to do this. How many miles are you running? And it was crazy. So I ran New York Marathon in 95, and then I did it again two years later, moved to Chicago, and then I started to do the Chicago Marathon stuff. And now I don't do as many marathons just because I think it's a lot of training that I don't really have all that time. But so for me, running is just therapeutic and a great way to meet people. So that's where I met you. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's basically, you know, how when you make friends, mm -hmm. all, sometimes you're only as deep as when you go through struggle together or conflict or difficult times and they're there for you. Mm -hmm. Well, one cool thing about the running is everyone kind of suffers a little bit together, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of um, exercising, you know, a little bit of pain, you know, um, and all, a little bit of fear, you know, every time, no matter what, you know, it's. Uh, you got to overcome that inertia to not go to the run club, to not move. Yeah, um, keeps you in check. So it's it's basically a way to kind of really quickly form tight bonds with people and um, and also 
socialize when you're both together uh, at a, you know an elevated state, right? <laughs> With yeah. endorphins and everything. Um, and so what I found is there's something about the run clubs. It's different than you know the gym, for example. Mm-hmm. It's very individualistic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have trainers, you know, but other it's pretty much like you and your goals for your body. Um, it's very similar with boxing. Yep. Um, Not and that I box so one. then there's team sports. Um, so team sports are very important as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in like a volleyball league, basketball league. That is great, um, but it's also kind of limited sometimes in how big it can get, maybe. And also there's winning and losing, right? So that's like kind of what's unique about running is like there's no loser. <laughs> Well, plus, and if you run the Chicago Marathon, you're running with uh, the same course as as an elite marathoner. So it's like this it levels the playing field a lot. But you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not like super super runner. I used to be a lot faster than I am right now. That was when I was in my 20s, and I was like pretty much more. I was much more obsessed with it all. Much um, more obsessed with my times and like my training, and and also that's when I was living in New York, where um, I was in the New York Roadrunners Club for the whole time I was living there. And I didn't really make any friends just because of the structure of that club is a lot different than a lot of the social things in Chicago, where that was all about races. So you would sign up for a Sunday race and you would race and it was fun and all that. But I didn't really make the friendships that I have made in Chicago. And I'm not slamming New York. It's more just the different, you know, Chicago's a much more, it's also the, the times too. People in the last 15, 20 years have, you know, embraced marathoning. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, I think it was more that you were in the, minority if you ever even entertained the thought of running one now i've almost all my friends have run one at least some have to run multiple like myself but um it's definitely i really love it um but like i said i'm not super super runner i'm not someone who runs every day but i do run a couple times a week a couple miles at each stretch and for my age i'm, I'm decent decent fast um I don't think uh, I could probably be faster, but today, like for example, I was running with some friends and they're much slower than I am, but I just wanted to hang out with them. And I, was, I saw no need to like run real fast just because it wasn't a race and who cares really. So I was just, you know, hanging back with them in the back of the pack. And that's what's great about running too, is that you can um, make it all about your time or you can just make it all about chill and be fun. It's just whatever you want it to be. Um, so, you know, and speaking of whatever you want it to be, um, I think people who don't run or say that they're not runners, I get that too, though. I, I've dated guys who are like, you know, really into fitness and yoga and things like that, but they're just like, I just don't like running. I get that too, but I'm totally on the other side. I love it, so <laughs> I do. All your friends have run marathons. All right, well, you definitely have uh, kind of... Well, it's even strange that like I, you know, have, I have three groups of friends, I'd say, in my life. My friends from high school and college which, uh, you know, they're not the same group, but, you know, that's that set. I have friends I've made through my various uh, jobs or work, career, and then I have my running friends. So I have, like, these, a lot, a lot of friends, but they're all, like, through these, some, I would say, common bonds. Like, for example, you're always going to have the bond with your roommate from college. Same thing with your work. You know, there's always something that's common about work. Whereas my running friends, same thing. You could talk about races you've done or races you want to do. And there's a, always that common bond, which is great. Um, don't get me wrong. I have other friends that I've made, uh, you know, through different things. But usually most of my friends I, I do associate with are active in some regard. So, um, you know, it's really easy to, to 
to, to meet up on a Wednesday, go run for a couple miles, have a couple beers. And since, you know, the last six or seven years, I've been vacationing with my running friends. Like we go run, we, we did a half marathon in Seattle. We did a half marathon in San Diego. We went up to Montreal just last weekend. I was in uh, Idaho, Wyoming and Utah with some running friends. So it's like a great way to, um, to, to establish friendships and also maintain them. And yeah. hopefully, uh, I'll be running well into my 60s and 70s, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the question, though. Uh, is it sustainable? You know, who have you seen? I'm sure every time you run marathons, you see these amazing, you know, elderly people yeah. who are still finishing and still out there. Who, like, what, what do you think is the secret to kind of keeping it going like that? I think knowing when not to push it. Um, you know, I have a couple of friends, especially the with the Joel crowd, Joel Feinberg crowd, the Usol folks. There's a couple people in the group who are in their 70s. And they're just like, you know, they have great outlooks on life and they run like 12 minute miles, but they don't really care. But I know a couple people who are in their seventies are actually quite fast. But I think the problem is when you get older, you get injured, more likely to get injured. And I just went through a hamstring, hamstring, ham, yeah, my hammies got injured, which kind of sucked, but I think I'm over it now. But um, I think the secret to longevity is knowing not when, when to not push it and also to know when you're injured, if like I was injured, I was like, I have to go see a physical therapist. I got to get this taken care of. Whereas in my twenties or thirties, I kind of would probably be like, if I got injured like that, I just let it slide until it just went away. But Mm. now I'm like, you got to fix it. So, so what's the secret that a physical therapist does? Well, I had a pretty, I would say serious hamstring injury and hamstrings are, as an injury goes really pesky. Like it takes a long time to uh, rehabilitate hamstring injuries. Um, and I've had it like since like a year, but it got really bad actually when I went to Florida. I actually slipped on um, like the, this ridiculous house we were staying in. I didn't have really great, uh, the floor was like marble and I like slipped on it and it pulled my hamstring so badly that I could barely walk. And so I let it go for like two weeks, but then I, I tried to run a race and I couldn't do it. So then I was like, I'm, all right, I'm going into physical therapist and I got a, a name from another running friend and um, this physical therapist is awesome. But one of the secrets that she has me do is make sure I stretch and I have a couple of different stretches that I do. But she also does the dry needling and the cupping. What is that cupping? I'm yeah, so I've basically what the dry needling is, it's not, it's not um, acupuncture. Where the dry needling is basically they take these needles, and they stab them in your muscle, and they like quickly take it out. And what it does is it, um, it gets the blood flowing in your muscle in a very you know, immediate way. Um, and it feels really funky, but as soon as that's, you know, cause I'm really tight. So like, as soon as I, she did the dry needling, like I could see improvements and I just had the dry needling done the other day and I felt like a million bucks like this yet today I was running. I didn't feel my hamstring at all. Really. Isn't that inflammation? Like you're basically yeah. inflaming yourself, like swelling up with blood. No. Well, you know, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it, it so makes the cute. blood flow within the muscle. And then the cups are kind of the same principle, but different. Is like they basically suck like your muscle so that it gets the blood flowing but it doesn't you know it's not obviously a needle in the muscle it's more like it cups it and they suck it's like a suction cup suction cup it's pretty crazy though but you're young enough like you probably don't have any needs to do this but i go into this physical therapist and like it's awesome you know the way that the technology they do and like they actually watch you run and like i didn't realize that i was running I was overstriding because I'm short, so I was like overstriding, which is bad. That's what causes a hamstring injury. And then I also was running; my feet were too close, 
And so now, like, I totally, totally redid my cadence. Like, I also had uh, them, they also told me how fast I should be running with my cadence, 174 steps, or 174 is my cadence that I should always, and it really helps. Like, you know, you never thought about that too much if you've been running for 25, 30 years like me, but I went in there and they totally looked at me running on, this, on a treadmill. They did the videotapes and they're like, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you Yeah, well, how be doing. easy was it to change your habit? Um, you know, I ran... I ran a couple times with a metronome, which is kind of funky because it's annoying. <laughs> but like, you know, you can I just got download. A or something? No, I'm not. I downloaded it to my iPhone. Oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> and so like it tells you when to step. And apparently, you can get Spotify to do it too, but I didn't do that. But so I did that, and I kind of, and then I also um, paid special attention to my stance. And I know now when I'm running down the road, if I go back to my old ways, I can feel my hamstring. But if I start the new stuff, I'm like, I feel better. I was totally overstriding, which she said, you know, I know back in the day they used to say, you know, long strides make you faster, but that's not the case at all. They say you should have a pretty um, quick cadence. Um, So it really helped a lot. And uh, I think I'm graduating from physical therapy this week. She's like... Last week, she's like, I don't know if we need it. You need to come in again. I'm like, Finally ah. letting you go? And yeah, I, well, I was like, no. Doesn't like, want no. you to go to the graduate program? Yeah, she. <laughs> I think they're uh, graduating me next week. So, <laughs> well, I mean, also, too, I wanted to get past this whole Utah trip because I wasn't sure how I was going to do. But I made it, and I had a really good time. So I don't really have any races coming up, at least not in July. Yeah. So... Well, that's uh, time to heal, I guess. It's a lot about running. So, do you remember when you first moved to Chicago? Oh yeah, no. I remember my dad told me he's like, "You should join this running club called Kara," which at that time was the only game in town, and I did. Um, in addition to the running stuff, I've always done, I've always done like gym stuff. Like right now, I'm really big into Orange Theory Fitness, and I've been doing that for like two years, two three years. Um, but I, I've done yoga, I've done a lot of like jazzercise, I've done all sorts of stuff. In fact, back in the day, this is really dating me, but back in the day, I used to do the Jane Fonda workout and it was a record. So I would be in my bedroom, like in the, you know, in the eighties and I'd put the Jane Fonda workout record on and you know, you'd have like these songs like from like Boz Skaggs and like. I don't know who these people are. I mean, crazy. But I used to do that Jane Fonda workout like all the time back in the day. What was that like Butts of Steel or something? Like no, that? it's just, just the Jane Fonda workout. In fact, I just saw an interview with her saying that, you know, she was going to be in this movie and she was like going to be in a bikini and she was like in her 30s or 40s or whatever. And she's like, I need to get in shape. And she had a injury. She like had a knee injury or something like that. So she couldn't get in shape, I guess, the normal way. So she was like, Went to a workout class in L.A. and then was like, "Dude, I love this." And then she opened up her own studio, and then from there she monetized, you know, monetized everything. And then she sold the record. And I used to do the Jane Fonda workout, the original run. But then she had different ones that you could do. I would love to actually. I'm sure you can get it on. I'm sure there's some YouTube that I can listen to, and I should. I would love to do that again. Yeah. Just because I remember it was a lot of like sit-ups and like just stuff that probably now is probably, it's, you know hard it would get the blood pumping again yeah i, I want to say it was hard but it it was like the predecessor to like richard simmons almost like you know not too difficult but um i'm sure that's on youtube somewhere but she was talking in this interview she was like you know i didn't realize that i was you know spawning this movement and it made her millions and millions of dollars 
so um you know that started it all and then from there you could fit into your calvin clients you know <laughs> yeah um speaking of uh millions and millions of dollars what's your favorite like running brand like what do you uh what do you run with usually? i always run with uh new balance i've been running with new balance shoes for like 12 years obviously you know i've graduated the models like but um i think because i need stability shoes they make a pretty good one and i just you know i think that they never fail me this one time i went to Saucony, and i for some reason i got like like a little bit of an injury so i was like forget the Saucony's. but i think every runner's different though and a lot of the good running stores in chicago as you know or anywhere really they'll watch you run and they'll tell you you know you need this kind of shoe because you, you need stability shoe or you need a cushing and when you think about it running's pretty cheap compared to golf or skiing or a lot of these other sports were, which cost you a lot of money for running. You really just need a really good pair of running shoes. Yeah. It'll set you back hundred bucks, 150 bucks. But outside of that, like you're ready to go. Like you don't even need tech shirts or anything. You just need the running shoes. Right. Um, yeah. It's one of the most minimalist yeah. things to get started. You know, it's like, uh, that's one thing that keeps, People from doing the whole triathlon thing. Oh, oh I, I know. Bike, I'm a horrible I bike, yeah. Swim, swim, uh, you It's know. expensive, the triathlons are. But running, you know, some people balk at the cost of a race. It can be like 40, 50 bucks. Well, you don't have to do the race. Like, you can just, all the running clubs are all free. Like, the, you know, the USOL stuff. There's one on Tuesday I do called Rogue Runners. There's the Thursday Night Club. I mean, that all that costs is really just a beer, if you want to buy beer. Um, so it, it's definitely a, a really inexpensive sport. Very social. Um, I'm also really, um, uh, I'm a really, uh, committed skier and I go to, this year I went to Utah for a month and then I was in, um, I was in uh, big sky Montana for a couple of days in March and that is an expensive sport. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a pass, but like if you walk up to the, 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 the window in, not in advance, like when you, the day that you showed up at the ski resort, you know, Vail's like $250 a day. And then not on top of that, you have like the ski rental or, or maybe you bought your skis, but it's expensive. Um, same thing with golf. Like I'm not a good golfer by any stretch, but I, that sport always makes me, it, it's crazy how expensive it could be. Well, the reason being is, uh, all these other sports have kind of like a finite mm -hmm. terrain, you know? Yeah. And for example, tennis, like I like playing tennis like once a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the courts here, you know, there's, there's, like I like going to Waveland Park. Yep. You know, you gotta like show up 20 minutes early, wait a little bit. Like that's why like I'm less interested in like promoting people playing tennis because like then we gotta build a whole bunch of courts for people, which is like I fine. Know. But like the key to me is like I love promoting running clubs mm -hmm. and also free outdoor yoga because I see those two as like unlimited possibilities. The there's no limit to how many you know free run clubs and and big groups there can be. You know, we saw like the Lakeview Run Club like just yeah. pop up um, past year and grow really fast, and that's amazing. So same thing with yoga. Actually, there's a lot of yoga teachers graduating every year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the space is limited in a studio sometime or whatever. But uh, I basically found a spot um, right by Waveland Park, right before the oh, tennis match, nice. and it's actually kind of unique because there's a Lakeview Trail. Mm -hmm. And then it's actually like a, like a little secret location behind the uh, Clock Tower Cafe in Waveland yeah. Park. There, you know, there's a big stretch of concrete yep. mm -hmm. and there's a beautiful view of the lake with all the boats there that practice there, all the sailors. Yeah, I know exactly where and that so is. And so it's like away from the, from the official Lakeview Trail so that there's not like bikers and runners there. It's kind of like on the edge. Mm -hmm. There's not like a, it's like a dead end. 
So there's actually a lot of space there to do like yoga on concrete. And so we had like an amazing yoga session there. Um, and so I, I love promoting like outdoor yoga because when the weather's good, there's plenty of teachers who are not teaching as much as they could. They've been graduating these yoga programs. Like for me, me, for example, I do my training, but I haven't been teaching very much. Yeah. So there's a lot of teachers who haven't been practicing their skills and there's also a lot of outdoor space. But back to what I was saying is like yoga and running, there's like kind of like unlimited possibilities for more people joining together. Yeah. I mean, I've done my fair share of yoga over the years too. I, um, I used to do an outdoor yoga class that was offered through the Chicago Park District. And I did it for a couple of years. I don't, I don't know if they still have it, but we did it up at Montrose Beach. Um, and then we also did it at, near the driving range on diversity. But it was like 120 bucks for the summer, like for like for nine weeks or something, which to me, that's totally affordable. Um, and then I used to do yoga with my gym. I belong to um, Lakeview Athletic Clubs or the, the Chicago Athletic Clubs. And they always have pretty decent yoga folks there. But, I mean, I've done free yoga. I did one time, I did yoga in this, they had yoga at the top of Sears Tower. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I did yoga on the top of Sears Tower, which is kind of, con but unfortunately that day was really cloudy, so we didn't see anything. But, yeah, I think people really dig yoga. I think it's also good compliments running because you stretch, where that's most of my, most of how people get injured with running is they don't stretch afterwards and i'm bad at that too so but you know running actually forces you to to become more limber 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 yeah so i would totally be down for some more yoga you know just i don't have all that time yeah well you can make time you yeah, make no, time exactly. for the run clubs you make time for plenty of hours of that so no, I, don't, no, I think yeah. i think i challenge more runners to integrate some more yoga i think it would help with the injuries oh um, for sure for sure and same with the yogis like i would love to see more yogis running more as well kind of like it's kind of like one's a little more kind of like extrovert active mm -hmm. like you know a little bit more high energy the other one's more chill but it's like it's kind of cool to have both in your repertoire and like kind of like introvert extrovert kind of balance so I, yeah. I think more people can kind of grow in both sides of that um so yeah i mean it sounds Actually, like you have it. like a full-time job of running you know well, I mean, like what do you what's your real job I work as a, I'm a senior manager for a law firm. I do business development and marketing, which I work for a large law firm. And yeah, there is a need for somebody like me to like help our lawyers get business and market themselves and, you know, just, you know, manage the business of our law firm. I do all sorts of different things and I've been at this current position for like eight years. So it's been a while and during the pandemic, I think I've been running more just because I have more time on my hands. I don't, I'm not traveling as much or really at all. Um, so I'm not getting up at like three in the morning to get the 6am flight. But, um, also too, it's like, you know, I, I think we talked about this. I live by myself and when you're working from home and you're by yourself all day long, even if you're on a million zoom calls or you're on a phone with your colleagues or whatever, it's still pretty lonely. So, you know, I early on in the pandemic, I would, you know, be like, I can't work from home and be at home all night by myself. I can't do this. So you would work from home and then at night you'd be like, let's go for a run. And so you'd meet your friend at some point on the bike path or, you know, Joel still had his things going for the most part. And it was a great release, you know, finally, you know, you're social again and I'm totally an extrovert too. So I, I need that. And so I think during the pandemic, I probably picked it up with the running a little bit more, but I, even before that I had, 
before the pandemic, we had our Wednesday night thing going on. I did all Joel's stuff, that you soul stuff. So I was always, at least once or twice a week, I was doing something running related. So. Yeah. No, that's like, that's, I, yeah, we talked about this uh, at the Run Club. Like, yeah. What's one of the keys to remote work? you got to have something to look forward to every night. Yep. Whether it's like a basketball league or mm-hmm. you're going to a comedy show or you're going to a run club or you're going to like a volleyball league or you're going to a happy hour. Um, so actually, I put on a lot of events, like two or three a week for remote workers, but then, you know, run clubs, different things. But like, you know, and you got to also plan, you get time to plan your weekend and make sure you have a really, yeah. you know, fulfilling, cathartic weekend. But yeah, the way to like enjoy your space and time by yourself is to have something to look forward to every night. And I think, I think I even heard Tina Fey say that once. Uh, just like you just got to have something at night. I mean, even if you're an introvert There's no and you way like painting or something, to, but like yeah. I think, I think even even introverts need a little bit of social interaction. You know, like if they're working from home. So um, that's where run clubs are more important than ever, actually. Yeah. And that's where you know we talked about this with Joel, like. The more the run clubs get big, the more people are a little bit less scared to join in. They, they're a little less Plus, self-conscious. you can have a big, giant run club, and it'd be fine. It's not like it's, like, limited, you know? Um, you break it out over, like, a couple bars or something. Or, like, yeah, I mean, to... not everyone's going to show every time. But, I mean, one thing that's really cool about running that I just thought about recently is that, um, like, I... Everybody knew me in, in, in college as a runner. Like, everybody is always like, oh, she's... You know, I would run, like, five miles and... You know, everyone always knew me as a runner in, in college. And so, but now I was just recently with a, a bunch of my college friends and they were talking to me and I found out that they're running half marathons and they're running marathons and stuff. And so now we're all doing a mar- half marathon together in Cincinnati in October. So I was like, yeah, I didn't even know you guys knew how to, you guys actually ran, you know, cause you didn't run in college like I did, but they're like, yeah, we picked it up like 10 years ago. Um, so now we're, now I have another reason to see them. And then also one of my friends, my good friends from high school, I've kept in touch with him and, you know, he posts on Strava, which is, I, you know, that app that you can use to track your running and your other activities. And um, I follow him on Strava and I was, you know, going to Hudson, Ohio for like, a, for personal reasons, like two weeks ago. And I was like, hey, Joe, let's run together um, on Saturday. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I run this trail run with a bunch of people. Like, why don't you show up at eight o'clock and I'll see you there. And I was like, cool. This is a guy I went to high school with. And he's like, yeah, this is my friend, Lynn. She's here from Chicago. Like, And they're like, yeah. And they're like, hey, come on. The, the coolest guys. Although I have to admit, I was really intimidated because I pulled up. And it's Joe and like 15 hot buff guys. <laughs> and I was like, what did I get myself into? And then he was like, oh, we're, we're doing a trail run, you know. And I was like, um, <laughs> okay, so the part where I met him is this really hilly part of Ohio where actually I used to ski at this place and that's basically where we we're running. I was like, awesome. I know, so the first mile was like straight up some hill. Um, but you know, it was cool. It was really nice to do the trail run and you know, pretty part of the country. So, but I was like thinking about it. I'm like, you know, since I've you know, graduated from high school, college and moved on in my life, you know, I've always been a runner, but now I've like picked up, a lot of my friends have picked up running along the way. And so it's a good w- reason for us to get together, you know, so. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna challenge you here. Uh, we we do this on the podcast. So mm-hmm. we, I'm gonna ask you this question, but you can't say anything about running. Okay. What's one of your uh, good healthy habits? Um. Let me think. My good healthy habit. Um. Like morning habit or meditation or m- mindset or mantra. I or... like to read a lot. 
Yeah, we talked about some books. Yeah, yeah. I'm a definite reader of books. Um, and I'll read anything, you know, but I definitely have, for me, that calms me down. Um, I like to read a lot. I also walk, like, sometimes if I'm not running, like, I'm just like, like tomorrow morning, I'll probably get up and I'll run. Not, sorry, not run. I'll probably walk, you know, for like an hour just because I think it's good. And, you know, when you were just talking about where you did yoga, I'm like, that's where I walk, you know, back there. But just staying active is great. Um, I can tell you what bad habits I have. I definitely drink way too much Diet Coke. And I, I just don't know <laughs> what to do about that. But, um, you know, I guess one vice at a time, right? But um, I think also the vegan thing I just picked up like the last three months, I feel a lot better. It's definitely, you know, knowing what you're eating. And I didn't realize, you know, you know, before I was obsessive about this vegan stuff, how much crap I would eat, like chicken fingers and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're just like, they make you feel bad. Yeah, fried stuff. Just Yeah, so um, I went off the vegan thing a little bit when I went on my little vacation last week, but only a little bit, but I could totally tell how it, I just didn't have as much energy. So... Um, yeah, I mean, definitely say. Not everyone out there is gonna go full vegan. I, I can't really go full vegan. It's I like seafood because, too much yeah. and chicken and you know, but healthy, cooked healthily, and also yeah, to each his own, you know. But uh, so my my philosophy is that I'm gonna do it when I can, but I'm not gonna make it inconvenient for people. Like if I go on vacation, I'm not gonna make, demand that everyone come to this vegan restaurant. I'll you know I'll be fine, um, but if I have control over it all, I'm gonna do it. Um, but we'll see, you know, I've only been doing it for a couple months. Yeah. Cool. So speaking of restaurants, so you've, you've been in this, uh, Chicago Lakeview area for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite restaurants in like greater Chicago or what are some of your favorite There's spots? so many. Chicago is such a foodie city. When I tell people who are not from Chicago that they're like, no way, really? We thought it was like steakhouses and stuff. Oh yeah. There's plenty of steakhouses, but there's a lot of good food in this city. Um, I'm not a real foodie foodie, like, you know, go to the best restaurants and stuff like that. But I have been to, you know, some amazing restaurants. Like I've been to Next, I've been to Alinea, um, I've been to some of the really, you know, expensive steakhouses as well. I'm talking about more like, what are you a regular at? Um, you know, like, even I if it's just like a bagel place or something, you know? I like, in this neighborhood, I definitely feel that, uh, I like um, Ping Pong, which is kind of north of here, but it's on Broadway. It's a, a really good Chinese place. That's actually, you know, dependable, straight up Chinese food. Where you can't really find that too much, too much in Chicago. You have to go to Chinatown, or you get you get like Asian fusion, like sushi places are all over the place. You get a lot of Thai places, but ping pong's great because it's good and it's straight up Chinese food. Where you can get like mushu pork or you can get sesame chicken or something like that. But it's it's definitely really one of my go to places when I people come in from out of town. Plus, I also like live like two blocks from there, but. So that was, you haven't been there in two, three months since you did the no, whole thing. No, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> they, um, you know, I haven't been there in a while, but I also, um, I like Furious Spoon a lot, which is this ramen place that's right up the street on Belmont. I was there yesterday, actually. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Furious <laughs> Spoon was good. Um, and they make a vegan, uh, ramen mixture. Like it has cauliflower in it. It's pretty tasty. I was, I was in the mood for that. Um, I'll sometimes get, you know, uh, before I turned vegan, I would get like sushi at Mariano's and sit there and eat it. It was pretty good. What do you get with the run clubs when everyone goes to the bar and has dinner? Um, I usually don't eat. Um, I usually eat before I go running. What do you eat before you go running? I'll do like a, some, you know, 
like last Wednesday, for example, I had like a, a, a vegan patty, like, you know, one of those like black bean patties. And I put that into a bun. That's what I ate. But, um, you know, I'll throw some vegetables and things like that. I'll do like lentil tacos. Pretty good. Uh, I actually was in a kick where I was eating seafood. Like not seafood, seaweed. Seaweed? Yeah. You know, the, the stuff that yeah. is prepackaged. You should have the sushi place. I would eat that. I don't know. Um, I Today was at Costco and they were selling the Beyond Burgers or Impossible Burgers. Really good price. Like each, it was like it was like twelve for like nine dollars. Yeah, which those is are really, my favorite ones. So. Those are delicious, and so I was eating that. But you know, um, every bar that we go to has hummus at least hummus and you know some you know carrots and celery. You can eat that. Um, I certainly so, was not eating last Wednesday with that service, and those nachos. I was like, nope. We don't gotta talk about bad service, <laughs> but now speaking of good service, yeah. What uh, what are like a couple of favorite bars in Chicago or places that you go out to enjoy? Well, and celebrate? I like the micro brews. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm a regular at Beguile Brewing, which is up on um, Irving in uh, basically Lincoln area, right off the Brown Line there. Um, I'm in their uh, community service brewing uh, program where I get the two growlers. I gave you one of them a month. Um, I like, I go there a lot and it's just the vibe of it is cool. It's just like hipster-ish, you know, just like laid back. I go there a lot. I also, um, like to go to uh, a place around the corner from that called the Victor Bar. That's kind of fun. Um, I'm definitely into the microbrewery scene though. And, you know, I'm more of a, I hate to say this, but I'm more of like a day drinker. Like sometimes like I'll stop drinking like after seven or eight. Like I'm like, I'm done drinking for the night. Like you, you people can drink all night long, but I'm just, I'm, I want to get up tomorrow. So I'll. Have a couple beers yeah. in the afternoon and then they'll cut it off. So that's something uh, unique about uh, runners. Runners yeah. love beer and they love day drinking because they got runs to get up for in the morning. Yeah, no, it's definitely a thing. So, um, but yeah, in Chicago, there's just a ton of good places. Um, I do a plug for Beguile just because I love those guys, but there's also, you know, uh, every neighborhood has a bunch of gems. Like you can't go wrong. In this neighborhood, there's a lot of. I even like going to. Um, I go to um, Hop Leaf sometimes, you know. They have good food there, too. Yeah, they, they have also, they had a killer deal with pizzas over the pandemic. And, you know, it's just nice to support that local place. And, you know, even Sari's Table is pretty good. I know people love that um, the chicken place. Crisp. Crisp? Oh, it's too too unhealthy for me. Oh, I know. I ate the, this is like three years ago. I had a chicken sandwich from there, and I thought I was going to die. But it was, <laughs> it was tasty. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I like the the rotisserie chicken peri or uh, yeah, peri, I like that place. Yeah, it's good. I also thing. like Bombay wraps, which is like fast casual. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So at the point, last question: Who are a couple cool characters in Chicago that uh, I could interview come in this season going forward? Well, I think you could. Um, I know Joel has mentioned this to you, but there's a woman that runs a lot, and she's. Totally chill. She's part of Joel's crew. Her name is Berna Jacobson. Yeah. She's a friend of mine. And um, she, you know, she, this is a woman who is just a runner. Like, I don't think she's been running for more than 10 years. But she, um, well, when she, not last December, the December before, we were talking about how many miles we ran for the year. And she, she when she told me what how many miles she ran, I, my jaw dropped. I was like, how do you have time to do your job like it's it was like something like 2,000 miles for the year and I was like that's crazy and she'll go out and bang out if it's a nice day she'll go out and run a marathon like 26 miles by herself and I'm like that's that's committed 
So I would definitely um, check into her. Um, this is the other guy that I, you might have met him before. He, his name is Abelio Soriano. He's a definitely a, he does Joel's things, but he's definitely a runner. Um, he and I, he came with, with me to Utah and Idaho and Wyoming last week. He did two back-to-back marathons. And he's um, a Mexican national, and he's just like a, this funny guy. Like, he runs all the time. He'll do run with you if you're running a 12-minute mile. He can, like, bump up to, like, 8-minute mile. Like, he's just, like, all into the running. And he's definitely someone who I would consider to be a pillar of the Chicago Social Running Committee. He's kind of like the mayor of the oh, yeah? the running community. That's new. I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. And then there's the other guy. uh well, there's two older guys that I run with us sometimes, um, and they're in their 70s. And one guy, he's injured right now, but his name is Benjamin. He runs like a 7:30 mile. He like qualifies for Boston, does it every year. He's just like, hey, you know, after the race is over, he'll like have like nine beers with you. Um, but he's <laughs> definitely a, a character. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know. And obviously, you've talked to Joel. You know how plugged in he is. But there's definitely some people that you might want to talk to. Um, I would definitely talk to Berna because she, she also runs, but she also does other things too. Like she does the yoga and she does this and that. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. We got a, I was at the Old Town Art Fair a few weeks ago. Yeah. Definitely I have some bunch of artists to interview as well that are local. So got to keep mixing it up. You know, it's not just a running podcast, but we'll get to everybody eventually. Well, um, yeah, sure, so sure. This has been be, fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having the chili. Finally, the chili was, was delicious. Yeah, I was able to to make the official chili with all the you know thirty plus ingredients and spices and that's good. It's crazy, like what how I feel now. I'm already feeling so much better. Like just like you know anti inflammation and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy what turmeric does actually when you eat a lot of it. Well, I didn't realize uh, that it was such a staple for vegan diets. I like I said about that cookbook, and I'm like every recipe had like turmeric in it. Not every recipe, but you know what I mean? Like a ch- bunch of them did. And I was like, wow. Maybe yeah, but it's also like the spinach and the bell yeah. peppers. And there's a lot of little secrets to the chili, actually, which some of them are trade secret. But uh, <laughs> thanks for... Did uh, you have like jackfruit in it? Uh, there's No, there wasn't jackfruit in it. But um, hmm. there's like chocolate in it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, chocolate's a big um, Greek chili, Cincinnati yeah. chili. But um, anyhow, thanks for joining. Yeah. And I uh, look forward to seeing you out on the trails running Definitely. together. Definitely. Maybe well, I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, for sure.